0: Here with our great friend Rach. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's so nice to have you on. We're excited. Me and Jess met Rach actually in Grafton, um, working in a jail and we just, you know, hit it off and thought we'd get her on for a podcast to talk about travel nursing, what it's like, and then also like having a relationship while doing all of that and traveling the world and the country.
1: The world I love that we all met nice. in prison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We met in a chat Yeah. 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 I've been watching Wentworth, up. actually. <gasps> I just started watching Wentworth because everyone kept talking about it. The I just started note. since I got to Thursday. Oh, I like season one. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. Well, I'm, dude, I'm at season three now Please, because I've been freaking hammering it. What a great show, though, hey? I'm on season four. Yeah, so good.
0: It's so good. Such a good show.
1: Season four. How many seasons are there? A lot. Nine? Yeah. Oh, I got so much Netflix to catch up on. Well, you have oh, no, got a lot, a lot of sad times. Yeah, as well, binge. a lot
0: of sad times. Oh, yeah. Well, cool. I love that yeah, because we I've all met that.
1: at a prison. Exactly.
0: Yeah, mm. and a uh, prison is—it's actually nothing like Wentworth,
2: <laughs> but you know, <laughs> nothing like Wentworth. Or the nurse, in, the second nurse that comes in to—have you gotten up to that, Jess? The nurse Ratchet. The blonde, she's a no. blonde bitch. I can't fit. can I swear? Yeah, Am of I course you swear? can swear. Oh, 100%. Oh, swearing this is, is nurse ratchet. He... Don't spoil it. Oh. oh, she's an absolute cow. Oh, yeah. You'll know her when you see her. You'll be like, that's not, that's not how it works. And yeah. She, well, that's what Billy um, that, used to talk nurses. to me. Tell
0: me, he used to call me nurse ratchet.
2: Nurse ratchet! That... Nurse ratchet! <laughs> I remember that!
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. What a classic.
2: Oh, we had so good much time. fun after work, like sitting on the couch watching Married at First Sight. So much fun. <laughs> and bitching about work. Yeah,
0: I never had watched that show really before um, being in Grafton. <laughs> and because like well, I, I had the same shifts each each day and I wasn't working till like 10pm, I could actually like, come home and watch something each day. And I was like, I got so obsessed mm-hmm. with Married at First Sight so and we just got so obsessed. We were like, oh my God, it's on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it got us through. That's actually, you know
1: funny story as well is because Rachel lived with Zana when they first came to the contract and I was already working there. And then I was, um, I had Rachel on her first day and I was showing her the ropes of the prison. And she, well, I was like, you know, we should go out for dinner tonight. Mm. And you were like, yeah, yeah, sure. You're like, um, a girl that I'm with at the moment, Zana, do you mind if Zana comes? And I was like. Who the that? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. I, like, I didn't even know there was a girl here named Zana. Sure, bring her along. And then that is literally what started like our our whole friendship and like this whole journey, like just yeah. from that conversation being like, let's, let's go for dinner. Yeah, the reason that we're even like here yeah. on this podcast today is because of Rach. Because of Rachel. Because <laughs> of you, boo. This all, is all for you, okay? This is all for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gee.
0: Um, when you, you when you're all
2: famous and making your millions, just remember Oh, yeah. we'll send you a couple
0: mil as well. Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: just a couple. Oh, <laughs> Appreciate that. Oh, Royalties. Love it, love it. <laughs> so how many contracts uh, um, had you done before we had met you, before you had taken on uh, jail contracts? That's a big deal to take on a contract in a jail uh-huh. Well, yeah, the jail contract would have been my first major one. Uh,
2: before that, I had been doing just like little week-long contracts in Port Perry, which so I'm based in Adelaide. So Port Perry is like a three-hour drive from home. It's really not a big deal. Um, so I started in like January of the year we met, so the beginning of this mm-hmm. year. Um, I think I did about four contracts in Port Perry, and then I found the application to do the Grafton contracts, but because they needed to do my background check and everything. It took forever to get mm-hmm. into Grafton. Yeah. I think it was about it four was. weeks. So I was in the process of getting into Grafton and I just kept doing the port period COVID testing contracts. It was seven days on, seven days off, which was worked for me really well because Jackson was home at that time. Um, just working Monday to Friday at a job at, at a warehouse. or I don't even know. I can't keep track of what he does. <laughs> honestly. It's a bit over my head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So like I used to come home, I used to do my seven days and it was like 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. It was really cruisy mm. um, and then I'd go home and watch watch my Netflix Oh yeah. Um, and then I'd have my seven days off and I'd get my seven days off at home to chill out and when Jackson came home, we'd have, you know, we'd do a couple things, dinners and go out and whatever. Um, So that was really cruisy and then I took the Grafton job and I think the contract that I took was like, eight weeks long yeah and I was mm-hmm. freaking out but yeah. anyways, um I think I started in beginning of March end of Feb um so I drove up I like to drive so I've covered most of Australia on my own mm. in my little car as you girls would have as well yeah. um and Jackson actually so Grafton is I don't know I'm sure you've covered this but it's central or well, it's northern New South Wales but like on the coast um, so from Adelaide, it's like a 17-hour drive, so it's a two-day trip. Mm. Jackson was mm. actually starting a job in the Hunter Valley. So he was doing a shutdown there at the power station and it was it was convenient. It was like an eight-hour drive down to where he was. But you guys remember, you met him. He came up just before his contract started yeah. because I was a little bit, I was having a really hard time at the start. Do you remember that? Time? Yeah, I was like, I don't know if mm-hmm. I want to do this. And I was really missing Jackson. Yeah. Um, so two weeks in, he came to visit for a couple of days, and then he went down and started his contract, and then I went down. So we made it work. It was helpful that he was like a day's drive. Mm. Um, I can't remember the question now. I've spoken so much. <laughs> no, you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> us meeting and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, there wasn't. I don't even know if yeah, there was a question. So, <laughs> I think it was how many contracts oh, I'd done yes, before right. yeah, I yeah. started grafted. Yeah. So like roughly five or six. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm.
2: but they were only short ones. Crafting yeah. was my first
0: big one. Yeah, and I remember the, yeah. when I met you, like, I remember we we had these little dongers and we'd both upgraded to, like, oh God, to, we, uh, we upgraded to the premium donger, which wasn't fucking premium at all. Premium donger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a donger. It was a 100% a donger. It was, it was supposed really to be premium weird. doll. It
0: wasn't. <laughs>
1: it was not <laughs> we both
0: arrived and this guy like this like typical Aussie bloke was like welcome welcoming us in and I got there I can't remember what time I got there I think I got there slightly earlier or no I got there just as like Rach was coming out to go do something and then we kind of introduced ourselves to each other and then we then we just like knew we kind of just got to chatting and we both were going to work together the next day so we ended up going in together mm-hmm. But we mm. had so many issues with those little dongers that we ended up both deciding to leave the dongers and we got out of our accommodation and we actually found our own little place in Grafton where we'll we, like, just moved in together. It was just us two in this little Airbnb. Um, but it was, like, it was winter. It was so cold in that place.
1: So, so, so cold. Like, and you had a freaking ghost, remember? Yeah, the ghost just you you had on a, a ghost. ghost. Oh, my God, the ghost. <laughs> Oh I remember God. the freaking ghost because I slept in your room, Rachel, when you weren't yeah, there. And then, then Rachel <laughs> decided to oh. Go, oh, yeah, he did he come did. visit yeah. you. She decided to leave the contract, and then I had to freaking live in that house with the bloody ghost by myself.
2: <laughs>
1: I never saw the ghost, but I felt the presence. I felt the presence. of yeah. the Isn't it insane? For sure. Isn't it insane? It was crazy because I remember
2: my last night in that house, and I said to the next, or I think I messaged you because I left before you got up. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it came to say goodbye. Like, you could just feel it standing over you. But it was fun. Like, you just go, oh. Yeah, it wasn't a horrible um, ghost, I guess. What did I say? I think I said, please leave me alone. And it just, like, the the weight just lifted. It was so weird. Yeah. It was, like, four in the morning. <laughs> and, you know, when you feel like someone's standing near you, but yeah. there was no one in my room. And I was like... Please oh, leave me alone, mm. and it was just like this weight just lifted off of my body. Mm. So yeah, that Ooh. was pretty intense. But it wasn't intense. You know, it wasn't sinister. And, and yeah, I had I mean, was so weird that night. Yeah, yeah. That night. I had no heating Ugh. in my car as well. <laughs> and
0: Grafton was freezing oh. in, in August or June wherever we went. So I had no heating in my car and I remember one day I was, like, trying to defrost my window and I literally could not see out my front windscreen. Like, it was, like, completely frosted over and I was, like, I can't drive this car to work anymore, especially when there's, like, ruse and stuff mm. that jump out at you. My God, it was so horrible, was so cold.
2: Oh. <laughs> and remember the flooding on the way to work? Mm-hmm. We were so just needed a day off and we were both, like, please, yeah, be flooded.
1: Yeah. We kind of were really selling contracts
0: I mean, for anyone who, who doesn't know and hasn't listened to our other podcast about correctional nursing it's bloody hard it's work it's
1: hard yakka yeah definitely nursing
0: in general can cool. be hard yakka and I mean like especially I mean for us like me and Jess don't have relationships and we can just kind of fly around the country and do whatever we want to do and we just kind of stay there because there's no one really to come home to but obviously for you rage there's like no a <laughs> reason much. to come back and um yeah you were struggling so much at the prison I guess with like just how different it was that I think um, I can't remember how yeah. how early you left it, but where did you go straight after the straight after that? Did you go back home for for a bit? Oh,
2: so it's I got I think I finished six weeks of my eight week contract, or it was like yeah. only a couple weeks short, and I was just like I just yeah. can't do this anymore. Um, for reasons I'm sure you've covered, like yeah. with the just the shifts and like seven days a week, ten hour shifts or whatever it was, mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Work so, like dogs. <laughs> oh my god like earning that dollar though oh yeah you know earning that dollar um so when I left Grafton I actually went down to Wagga where my family lives it's about a 10 hour drive from Grafton I stayed there for a couple of days I just spent some time with family because I hadn't seen them for a couple of years to be Mm. honest like I hadn't spent time with them living in Darwin it's a long trip and then we moved to Adelaide and then COVID hit with borders and all that sort of stuff yeah um while I was there I got a phone call to work on the power station so I had had a conversation with Jackson about doing some power station work just to break up the nursing because I was experiencing a lot of burnout and I still you know I burn out very quickly um so I got a phone call for this contract up in the Hunter Valley with Jackson so in Wagga and it was like a, a start date two weeks after after the phone call so I had two weeks to get my shit together so I went back home to Adelaide, and Adelaide is 10 hours from Wagga. So it's about, yeah, 17, 20 hours, I can't remember exactly, from Grafton via Wagga. I went home, did my thing, got all my uniform sorted, and then, yeah, two weeks after leaving Grafton, I was in the Hunter Valley working on the power stations. as like a construction chip. Do you remember those photos I yeah. sent you of the goggles? Because yeah. <laughs> I wear glasses and you've got to have, like, you know, eye protection for dust so that was a nice change it was a really good change um and I did that for four weeks and the blisters holy crap oh my god God, I remember you sending photos of those (laughs) (laughs) that was like blisters on blisters I don't know how they do it in those work boots. Everyone's like, oh, they're so comfy. They are not comfy. It is a lie.
0: I think they're like broken stocks <laughs> where you like have to like wear them in and then when you, your foot finally conforms to the thing, you're like, these are the most comfortable shoes ever, but it takes you like five years for them to break in.
2: <laughs> yeah, and they cost you fucking an arm and a leg yeah. to buy. They're like $300 for a pair of boots. Wow. Anyway, um, yeah, so I finished up that contract and I came home and I'm just trying to remember – I think the next thing I did was I actually went to Kangaroo Island, mm-hmm. which is in South Australia, um, and did COVID testing. My big thing was COVID testing. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. in between contracts, I worked agency in the city as well, which I think is what you guys girls did in Brisbane yep. for a couple of weeks, for months. I said that months. My God. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So I did some contract shifts in the city and then picked up the contract at Kangaroo Island, which was really nice except we went into lockdown while I was there and I was covid testing so Mm-mm. you can imagine how chaotic that would have been yeah um, and while I was there uh, Jackson and I had to postpone our wedding as well because the lockdown and the border like border closures and everything we were supposed to get married in August yeah and we're talking like this is July at this time so Um, we postponed the wedding. That was really tough, not being around Jackson, but, you know, lots of phone calls and things like that. He was here in Adelaide. He was not considered essential so he was stuck at home which probably was a good mm. thing that I wasn't here because he would have driven me insane. <laughs> um, and then there would have been no wedding
1: anyway. There
2: would have been no wedding. It would have just been done. The, this podcast wouldn't <laughs> exist because they'd be like, you know what, girls, I'm not in a relationship anymore. <laughs> so I can't <laughs> ask any questions. God. <laughs> not so uh, no funny. Yeah. No. Yeah, So, but Kangaroo Island is beautiful. Like by the time we got out of lockdown and it was really nice because it is quite a touristy destination, but because of lockdown there wasn't many people milling around. Mm. Um,
0: mm.
2: So, yeah, a beautiful place to go and see. Mm. Um, but that was nice and that's probably the last contract I've done because now Jackson's the one working away and, as i told you, guys, we've got a German shepherd who normally goes to Jackson's dad's place, but... Yeah. He's in Victoria and with COVID, border shut. I know I keep saying COVID, COVID, COVID. I'm so sick of it. I'm sure everyone is. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so now I'm here looking after the dog and I just work a couple shifts a fortnight in a police station as a nurse, which wow. is a bit similar to a a police nurse. station. Yeah. Too. That's actually sick. So cool. Yeah. This is like yeah, why we wanted no, to do this so podcast,
0: good. I guess, because there's so many different things that you can do when you do start doing traveling at like traveling work, you don't necessarily have to work as a nurse, people who are listening. Like you can go and work at power stations, like you said, or you can work at a police station. Like you can do so many different things that like people wouldn't think of and like wouldn't do. It just like opens your avenues to so many different things. It's amazing.
2: Mm, yeah, definitely. You have yeah. done so yeah. much just work I found you. That... <laughs> I found that working on the power stations, like the role I was doing was a sentry, which is basically – If there's a confine, and there always is a confined space that the boys have to, all girls, boys and girls, we're all like, you know, everyone's doing everything now. Um, they work in a confined space. You have to monitor the air quality and make sure that it's a safe working environment for them. So my Mm -hmm. job was to make sure that the gas monitor wasn't alarming and like it, and it was helpful as a nurse because I knew my oxygen levels in the yeah like room air and things like that. So, um, but if the oxygen got too high or too low um you had to pull them out and things like that and the boys were really like they they made lots of jokes about it they're like well I'm glad I've got Rachel's my fed tree because she's a registered nurse Aww. like I've got a life support and all this sort of stuff I'm like mate if you go down in a hole I can't get you out yeah, exactly like, if your boys can get you out I, I can get you like us. A- Help you out, but up until then, no, it was it was good, and I think that the guys were actually very comfortable with having me at the top of the hole. Like Mm. there was no there was no issues while I was there. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, that was another bonus.
0: Do you think that your relationship because I guess Jackson also works away. Do you think like your relationship works and functions better because you both kind of can do the same kind of
2: jobs, living away, and things like that? Do you think that helps? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So. Jackson was the first one to start working away and I got the shits because I was sick of being stuck in the same place and he was going all over the country seeing all these places and I was like fuck this (laughs) so you can stay home for a little bit and I'm gonna go and that's what we did and it's really good like he and I have a very we have a very like all our lines of communication are open I can be more honest to him than I have been to anyone else in my whole entire life I know I can tell him anything he won't judge me Mm -hmm. and I he just like he reads me like a book like he doesn't even have to be in the room to know how I'm feeling so and I think that really helps as well just keeping those lines of communication open and him working away he knows what it's like I know what it's like for him It's just that empathy that comes into it as well. I know people who like I'm thinking of a person that we worked with at Grafton who was married and her husband, I think he worked away as well. Like he was a truck driver or something. So I think that might be the secret there. I'm not entirely sure. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I guess like the the thing that you struggle with
0: is is being alone for a lot of time. So I guess a lot of people who like who have partners and stuff that are in the army and whatnot, like their partners are away for like such an extended period of time. And they're the one that have to stay home and hold down the fort and do those homely things. And sometimes like you do lose your connection a little bit because you're so disconnected. But I guess like if you guys are both kind of in the same area and know how it, how it, it, how it works, your like communication stays a bit more open and like your connection stays there rather than kind of just like fading away while you're, while you're gone.
2: Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because Jackson was in the army when I first met him, Yeah. which I think you remember. So, um, crazy story now <laughs> when we bring we it met on tinder we met on tinder in august 20 oh christ 16 i think yeah august 2016 we met on tinder jackson got posted to darwin from new south wales in november 2016 so like three months after we met wow um and i was at that stage planning to move to Brizzy I was just finishing my first year as a nurse and I was just I didn't want to leave early I wanted to do my first 12 months um so before I met Jackson I was going to move to Brisbane after I finished my 12-month contract and then he went he got this posting to Darwin he was trying to get a posting to Brisbane because I guess he just kind of wanted to see where our relationship went and gave it the chance that it it could have Mm. um he didn't get it he got Darwin I thought you know what you tried to get Brisbane for me let's see if I can get work in Darwin and I just happened to get work within two days of applying a a job Um, well that had like accommodation included and they applied they um, paid for my travel after I worked three months there or something like that so I thought well that's the universe telling me that this is where I need to be so Mm -hmm. I packed my bag and then six months after we'd been to like Six months after we'd met, I moved across the country for him. Um, not going to lie, the first 12 months of Darwin, were that was a shit fight. We probably would have broken up I don't know how many times, but we just stuck it out. Yeah. Um, within the first six months of me being up in Darwin, I didn't know anyone. Uh, Jackson was outfield, so no phone, um, just doing, like, I don't know what they do in the Army. It's like adventure. <laughs> Camping, I guess like whatever it is yeah (laughs) what's aggressive camping um but he had no phone so he was gone for like three months or at a time no phone no contact wow I was in Darwin I had like this one friend who wasn't really a friend you know how you have those friends who say I'm here for you but they're not actually there for you um Mm -hmm. but she was there for me at that time this was just a later thing um but yeah it was it's it, it is hard. You stick it out, and yeah, communication is all I can say. Like, yeah. I actually got injured at work while he was away as well. It was it was it's tough. It is tough, but yeah, you just stick it out and see how it goes.
1: Pretty so much. obviously in Darwin, you were there working while he was away. Do you think if like during that period, I know you are obviously still new to nursing, so you had to kind of just stay your year in Darwin, but at that point Mm -hmm. you reckon it would have been amazing if you could have done some agency nursing and kind of went away while he was away and it would have been like an easier experience
2: agency nursing in the territory would have been like so good on my contract yeah like but even just my three years in the territory working at the darwin hospital on my contract i worked so i was in community mental health when i met jackson that was my first year out as a nurse i got a mental health um grad year <clears throat> and so i did that i got a job at the mental health inpatient unit in darwin and i was there for like eight months or six months i can't remember exactly and i transferred to the medical ward because i thought oh my god like i'm gonna lose all my clinical skills by the time i left darwin i was icu trained and vent comp and i was in darwin for two and a half years like there is so much room for movement in darwin itself yeah but if I had have had the skill set that I have now living in Darwin at that time and then going and doing community, like uh, travel nursing, that would have been insane. Like that would have been amazing. Yeah. Um. You know, I would absolutely 100% would have done that and would, I'm sure I would have loved it just to see that part of the country because it is a gorgeous part of the country.
0: Yeah, it's so unique, so many different things and so many different cultures there that you just wouldn't be exposed mm-hmm. to in other places as well.
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. Mm. Oh, yeah.
1: God, you guys have been through some crazy times, yeah. haven't you? I can't believe you moved in together like six months after meeting. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We oh, went to Darwin for the ground. Yeah. Not yeah. Yet, it's, like, is. Just Jackson. And now you're newlyweds. Yeah. 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 How so exciting. we yesterday was our four-week anniversary.
2: Woo, finally. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, it was a ride to get here, I tell you. Oh yeah, and he's um, You mentioned to me the other day. So how how many times have you seen him since you've been married? How many days?
2: Oh my god, um,
1: <laughs> Isn't it like three days that you've seen it's him. It's
2: like four days. Yeah. So we got married on a Sunday, and he flew out to because he's doing five, four, three on one off. So he flew out on the Tuesday. So we count Sunday, Monday, Tuesday three days and then he came home and he was home for a day and a half and then I took off to Wagga because I had a family um funeral to go to um so he was home came home Wednesday he was home Thursday and then I left Friday so well yeah like five less than five days in total, that I've seen him because uh, we timed it so that when I came back to Adelaide, he had already left in case I had COVID, and yeah. you know we didn't want to be that statistic that shut down the mine site and like a major mine site in South Australia because mm-hmm. like I gave my husband COVID.
1: Yeah, um, no one wants to be patient yeah. zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: Ordinary. you never want to be that person. Mm-mm. So nope. Yeah, no. Yeah, five days. I've seen him in total. He's uh. Wow. But he's amazing. He's really supportive. He just says, do what you need to do. And yeah. that was something that I needed to do. I needed to get home and it needed to be done. And he's just said, like, don't put it off any longer. You need to rip the bandaid off. So, yeah, yeah, that's why that's
0: happened. I think that's something spe- really special sure. in your relationship or like in relationships that people do do this is that – I thought like a lot of people stay in the same place in the same job and all that stuff because they're like, oh, I just can't go and do that because my partner's here, my family's here. I can't go do that contract because I'll just be too far away and I don't want to be too far away for too long. But like you guys both give each other mm-hmm. the space and time to still do and enjoy your careers, but then also like you have each other there still as well. It's not like you need to just stay home and be together all the time. Like you are both doing what you want to do and having these amazing careers, but you know that both of you are just there supportive and you trust each other when you come back home. I think that's really special
2: yeah the trust is a big thing yeah. and I know that a lot of people say like oh I couldn't possibly do that and and that's true like some people they just they're not yeah able to I guess like it is it is a difficult life to lead um my mum who she's always been in it like in her relationship she's always been around her partner she's never worked away anything like if she goes away it's like for a week for work and then she comes home and she's home for the rest of the year you Mm -hmm. know what I mean um so for her she just doesn't she doesn't understand how we could possibly do like have our relationship the way it is but yeah you know
0: but I think like you become so like I I guess not you're like you're not codependent on each other at all like you have your own lives and your your relationship is special because it brings you back together and it's like the special thing that you guys can come back and celebrate whereas instead of like constantly living together and relying on that person for everything you go like have Mm. your lives you've like found yourselves separately but you should enjoy your life together yeah
2: I guess it's kind of like we choose to be with each other not because it's comfortable but because we love each other do you know what I mean like some relationships end up being just I'm not you know i'm in this relationship because it's convenient for me yeah whereas for us it's like the complete opposite of convenient but we still choose them to be together
0: yeah you choose each other every day Oof. isn't that sweet
2: i love oh, that, yeah. we, need that, that so we need to find that we'll we need to find a we that we're like we'll
1: find it eventually we need to find a jackson he's so amazing and what you guys have is so amazing yeah and it's exactly what you said zana they're not They've got their own separate lives, but then they come together because they choose to be together. Yeah. And I love that. Which is that which so much <laughs> we
0: both want because I want to still live and continue my life. I don't want to stop living how I live because of someone. Mm. So that person yeah. that I find is unfortunately just going to have to fit into the lifestyle that I have, but you're just going to have to like just, yeah, keep keep choosing each other each day and not let that those things like separate you yeah. tear you apart. Well,
2: I'm a, I I don't think that a relationship should like end your life do you know what I mean like you shouldn't your life shouldn't revolve around your partner yeah to me I mean everyone's different but for me I'm I'm an independent person it's 21st century like women can do and will do whatever they want and however they want with work I'm not like don't go out and commit murder or
1: anything (laughs) I
2: I said that and I've been watching too much Wentworth oh yeah Um, definitely (laughs) But yeah, like it's, you know, we, we no longer have to stay home barefoot and pregnant. Yeah. It's strong, independent women exactly. all the way. Yeah. And if it's
0: something that like yeah. you've been Love thinking about, about or like some, something that like, I don't know, if you're listening and you like have always wanted to go and do travel nursing and it's something that like you really wanted to do your entire life. Like even for me, I remember when I was with my ex, like I had always wanted to do this and I like had always said like I want to go and do these things and whatnot and like add, when I had more experience and I want to go move somewhere else and do something different. But every time I kind of mentioned it and like we'd be like talking about it and coming up to that time, we're like, oh, I'm like, can we move away kind of thing. He would always just be like, oh no, like another couple of years. Like we're going to stay, like I want to stay in Sydney for a couple, couple more years. And I kind of just kept putting it off. And I think like the one thing that I wish I did back then was just go and do it. And I just think mm-hmm. I was just so scared that That's our relationship would break down because our relationship was all, like all, already so like rocky. That, like, I was worried that if I went away that it would just, like, completely break down. So, I just didn't go because I was just worried that, like, that would be the tipping point. Even though, like, I probably should have done it because that would have mm-hmm. been a good tipping point for me to just be like, yeah, fuck this.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. It's um, it's definitely something you'd need to, if you're in a relationship, you need to have that conversation with mm. your other half. And, like, you need their support. That's yeah. the... That's the most important thing is that you have their support. He's actually just calling me now. He's on his lunch break. Oh, um, <laughs> That's all right. I'll call him back later. Um, yeah, but that's the most important thing is just their support for you to go and do this. Like for Jackson, any time I say to him, oh, I want to do this, he'd be like, well, do it. Yeah. He's like, if it's going to make you happy, then I support you, I'll back you 100%. Um, it's, not, it's not easy to do if you don't have your partner's support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship, like yeah. that's just going to put a lot of strain on your relationship as well. It's kind of like, Definitely. how dare you go and do this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but also I'm of the mind of like, I'm fucking sick of waiting. Like I hate people saying, just hang out. We'll just, we'll just wait another six months and see where we are. no. The time is now. Life is too short. Get off your ass and go and do it. You know what I mean? Like those experiences aren't going to be there forever. They're not going to be available to you. Like as we get older and we have children, like Jackson and I are married, we'll probably have kids in the next five years. Yeah. Once I have kids, like that's probably it until they're 18. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Unless, you know, Jackson wants to stay home with them. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. there is no time like the present. Don't sit on your hands and wait for a better time. Like things aren't going to just fall into your lap. You need to go and get them. Exactly
1: right. Oh, best attitude to have. I love that. Yeah. See, because in in travel nursing, you meet a lot of single people and that's like yeah. I've just found that so many people I've met are single. Like I reckon a good oh, 80% or something just from my experience of meeting people. But the ones that I have – interacted with and you know gotten close with that actually have partners are very similar to you and Jackson and it's like they are so strong yeah because yeah they've gotten their lives separated and they've come back together and those are the people that I have like couple goals with like that's where I'm like you and Jackson are a couple goals yeah and the people I've met through travel nursing that can do their independent life and come back together they are my couple goals for sure mm. it's totally exposed me to a whole new area of relationships and dating and what I want in my future yeah so thank you for showing me that because you and Jackson Aww. are the first couple that I'd met in a very long time where I was like wow like she's here doing this and he's so amazing and then when we got to meet Jackson I was like this guy is like bloody amazing and I've just <laughs> watched you guys grow over the last year and I'm just like that that is my goal that is my goal
2: no. Yeah, I'm 100%. very, I'm very lucky. Like you guys have met him, he is just the most patient man in the world. Yeah, you're a lucky girl. I psycho. Like when I go crazy, I go crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very lucky. He, he does, he does. It keeps things interesting. Adds a little
1: spice.
0: So <laughs> it's a <cute>. little spice. <laughs> yeah, he's a sweet, oh. sweet man.
2: <laughs> you're very lucky. Well,
1: I think. I think it's definitely time because we've spoken about Jackson, people Mm. who listen to this episode know a bit about Jackson now. I feel like your spill the tea, this is an appropriate time to bring up your spill the tea. Oh, God. Uh, Jackson's kind of involved in this spill the tea. Uh, I'm so glad this is a
2: nursing podcast because this would not be appropriate on any other podcast. yeah. Look, I can't remember. (laughs) My spill the tea, goodness me. So um I can't remember how long ago this was, but I know it's before we got engaged. We were living in Darwin and um it was the weekend because Jackson was off work and he came out from the bathroom and he said, Rach, he's like, It won't go down. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's gone and done his shit in the toilet and it would not go down the S bend I'm like Oh god. What do you mean? Like what? <laughs> I was like, What the dog is? This on it and just, like I don't even I hadn't even looked at it at this stage and I was like just put some toilet paper on it and just like flush like the weight of the toilet paper will drag it through well, I don't know no oh, anyway oh like nah it didn't work I tried that oh wow oh, fuck we had to go out and do a grocery shop I was like like just close the lid on the toilet and we'll just see this, you know I don't know it might Hide break it. <laughs> down in the water and oh you no know, by the time we get back we'll try again so we go out we do the grocery shop and then um we come home where I'm packing groceries and he's like doll still not going down oh <laughs> fuck
1: and we had we had just
2: bought like a brand new cutlery set so we had all our old cutlery sets still like hanging around in the house and I just went and grabbed a butter knife <laughs> out of the cutlery set and I handed it to him and I was like well you're gonna have to chop it up so it can go down here oh my god he's looked at the butter knife (laughs) he's looked at the butter knife and he's looked at me and he's like can you do it I was like you fucking kidding me and he's like but you deal with shit all the time at work what's the difference I was like fucking hell anyways I went in this turd was like a small child's limb like it was in a it was not it was not a turd it was like he gave birth I said did you rip something <laughs> like how did this get Anyways, I have chopped it up with a butter knife and I I wrapped it up in paper towel and chucked it into the bin outside and it, like after I chopped it up it went down the toilet like flush, no problems but yeah and then um In my wedding speeches, like my best mate who did like a pre-recorded wedding speech, she's a wild cat, this girl, brought it up um, but didn't actually give the whole story. So then Jackson was forced to tell the whole story to our wedding guests um, (laughs) on our wedding day. So it's just kind of followed us. But, yeah, this this happened, I reckon it would have been about six months before he proposed, and I think that that might have been the deciding thing for him. He'd be like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. marry this girl. She chops He's my like, shit yeah, up for yeah. me when I'm I can I'm going to start saying <laughs> uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good Lord.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, that's my story. so gross, but so good. Hey, everyone would love that. Everyone oh. loves a poo story i remember this one time like all jess wanted to do was do a poo but she had a frog in her toilet and she couldn't go on top of the frog oh
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. i literally had to go so bad and this frog wouldn't get the fuck oh, out let's of my do pocket. it on top of him and she's like i can't he's looking oh, at my butthole oh, i can't <laughs> you not even jump on your bum i can't stand frogs. exactly <laughs> And yeah, I, I nearly had to poop outside. I tell oh, you, I no, nearly
2: I had to poop outside. That's funny hilarious. And just scoop it up like you do dog poo. No big deal.
0: Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> oh,
2: God. Oh, no. oh, what, a, what a
0: great ending. Great ending. <laughs> great ending, yeah. To this podcast. But in all of that, our thing is just to, you know, go do the things that you want to do. Don't wait for life to, mm-hmm. you know, happen for you. You've got to make it happen for yourself. That's the key this episode i think that's the key Mm
2: -hmm. yeah love it i
0: actually listened to uh, listening to a podcast this morning and there was this girl that was talking about this book um called untamed she she basically says like i don't know it's like a it's like a i guess it's a memoir of her life and it sounds super interesting actually want to read it but there was a quote that says like she saw something happen and she she thought oh maybe in another lifetime like you know how people think that they're just like oh maybe i'll do that in another lifetime Mm -hmm. and then she sat there and realized like actually. There is no other lifetime. The lifetime is now. You only have one. So, you know, that's my parting quote. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> love that. I
2: love that. I might, need to, yeah. I might need you to link me that podcast. That sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. I also want to read that book. It sounds really good as well. It's going to be my Christmas present to myself, I think. Oh, that too. Mm. Good for you. Do it, good for
1: you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time. And I yeah. love to see you. And I've just missed you as well. It's good to see you on the video. Um, and oh, having with you, you so much.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Miss your face. I can't wait until face. the party next year, the divorce party. Oh, Jack wants to buy me a ticket. He said to me, you're going. You're oh, going. Yes, you and are. Yeah. I've already you're envisioned, envisioned
1: coming. you coming, so you're coming.
2: <laughs> definitely. You're coming. I'll be there. I can't wait. Everyone else
0: also sleep in my bed with me. needs to come and join our Bring it divorce on. party. If you haven't already, get onto Facebook and join mm-hmm. that right now.
1: Okay? Now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right now. <laughs> Do it. All oh, we'll right. Well girl, well, girl,
1: we'll let you go and – We are so thankful that you have come on our podcast. We keep your gin up. We appreciate you. We love you. Having me, love you, love you, love you. (laughs) What are we sending, Donna? Love, life, and laughter always. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.